It's a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by Pathfinder Bank, Slocum Dixon Medical Group, and by Labatt Blue. It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. I was gifted a very cool shirt for the Citroen Military Rehabilitation Center. Uh, Citroen Street Teams, you know, Citroen's big sponsor of the Comets uh, from Nick Phelps, who's a season ticket holder of the Utica Comets. Fantastic. I will represent and wear that. I play in their charity basketball, wheelchair basketball game every year, so I like to give back. So does Carter Banks. He's always out in the community. He's with us. Scoop and Rain, Utica Comets Insider, the 72 Tavern and Grill with 94.9 K-Rock. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not know how much time was left in in our song that led into this, but I do know there's 20 minutes per period. There are three periods. There's all sorts of numbers we could talk about and break down, but I thought we'd just kind of get to know the captain again before we get into all the X's and O's and what happened on the ice. It was a rough weekend for the Comets, but we'll save that for a few minutes. He's going to join us for about the next half an hour. Welcome and thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. So it's weird to have the light on outside. We were talking about that off the air. Tell us about your lunch excursion today. You're normally, or dinner. You're normally used to getting dinner and it's dark out, and we're used to starting this and it's dark out. It's a nice change when we spring forward. Yeah, yeah it is nice. It's nice to, uh, I mean, I left my house at like 5.30 today, and it was still light out, and uh, the old uh, spring ahead uh, is kind of nice, and um, my bedroom doesn't get as light in the morning, so I can sleep in a little bit longer, and uh, it's all working out great. Do you, have, do you still have your dog? I do. My dog's, uh, he's not here with me. He's back in B.C. Yeah. Girlfriend with you? Uh, no. Uh, she's, uh, she's a teacher back home. So she's doing that thing. And the reason I ask is because a couple of years ago, they, they detailed, and it's, you can dig through the archives online, but you have a hell of a trek to get here, and you do it by car, and you've yeah. done it. Yeah, you've, 45 you, hours? Is that what it takes? With yeah. numerous stop-offs. And we've had you on before, and I think we talked about this a little bit, but I wanted to kind of rehash it for everybody. Because Abbotsford is a long way where you played before, a long way from Utica. But you, yeah. you, you make this drive every offseason. Are you still doing that? Um, actually, Or did you uh, fly this time? I flew this year. Um, I got tired of the drive yeah. um, <laughs> here, and I got tired of the drive home. Um, and I actually I, I flew down this year, which was a lot nicer. I left my truck at home um, and just ended up getting a vehicle down here. And... Uh, it, it ended up working out because that, that drives really hard, especially right before the season. You want to be feeling good coming into training camp. And, um, you're you, exhausted. When you do that trip, like sometimes you're doing 18, 19-hour days and you're not sleeping much and your body hurts, your back hurts and everything. So um, it, I was really happy with the choice this year to, uh, to fly down. So Bader was – Joe LeBader is now with uh, Belleville, I believe, right, yeah. where, where Darren is. But he was he, you drove with him at one point and maybe some other teammates. I forget some of the names. Yeah, I, I drove with, uh, well, I drove back with, in a convoy one time. Well, me and Wace have driven it a lot together. Okay. Um, last year, I drove back with Wace. Um, Curtis Volk um, used to convoy with us. Uh, Ashton Sautner. Yeah. A lot of the Western Canadian guys. But then when we kind of hit the, we go up through North Dakota, when we hit the border, um, we kind of split up and go our own ways. I just keep going west, but... Ashton would go north up into Saskatchewan there and stuff. And um, Bader was in Minnesota, so one year I dropped him off there. Yeah. And then another year he was a part of our little convoy, but his vehicle broke down. So that's that's yeah. I remember yeah. that was we're, it an alternator blue or something? Yeah, we we're on the side of the road for three hours and waiting, and then he ended up just getting in my vehicle and he got his towed. 
to the city we were staying in, which was Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and then he ended up dealing with it there because we were kind of in the middle of nowhere in Indiana. We weren't, we weren't in Fort Bend yet, but somewhere around there. So we didn't really have any options. He figured he'd just hop in and get it uh, towed to, to Madison. Carter, this is a movie. This, yeah, this is, yeah, this is like a National Lampoon summer vacation. Uh, Whatever could go wrong went, kind no. of went wrong, like oh, Murphy's yeah. Law. It's the fantastic. hockey edition. This is, this is a Captain of the Utica Comets, Carter Banks, with a scoop and rain here on 94.9 K-Rock on Utica Comets Insider. All right, take it a different direction, Scoop. Well, I'm, I'm, I still want to ask some questions about this road trip. <laughs> what is the most unusual tourist trap or thing that you came across I mean, maybe even the funniest thing that happened on this trek of 40-plus hours. Well, there's been lots. The one, Wace got a, we got a flat tire one time. I was in his vehicle traveling with him. Um, and then the tire that he had, they didn't have in the small town we were in, in North Dakota. So they basically filled the tire up with air. We had to drive another hour and a half. We were like, like it was a slow leak. But they're kind of like, good luck. Hopefully you make it there and you can get another tire. And then we got there. And they said they had the tire there, but they didn't. They had to drive back to the town we were just oh in, pick gosh. it up. So we sat in a car dealership for five hours. And oh uh, it's, it's not super time critical, but at that point, you just want to get home. When you're, when you're putting those long days in, and that was a little five-hour delay, we sat at a Buffalo Wild Wings for about five hours waiting for, uh, waiting for the tire to be there. And, and everybody thinks that the life of a professional athlete is all glamorous and oh, yeah. like that, not necessarily. So you're from uh, Kimberley yeah. in British Columbia, and if memory serves from last time, your dad was a coach? Uh, yeah, my dad's always been, uh, he was a school teacher, okay. um, and my mom was a school teacher and then a principal, um, and my dad always coached our local junior team. Um, he worked in the WHL as well for about five years with the Kootenai Ice. Um, and then he went back to coaching our, our local junior team. Was there ever a doubt you were going to be a hockey player? Uh, I don't know. I, my, they were both PE teachers, so I grew up playing all sports. Um, I played everything pretty competitively. And kind of when it got to be 14, it was hockey was always number one for me, for sure. I loved other sports, and I was glad I had the chance to get away from hockey sometimes and play other sports and compete in different ways, and I think a lot of skills you learn in other sports transfer to hockey. Um, but then when it came down to it, hockey was definitely it. My dad was a hockey player, too. He played in the WHL and um, University of Calgary and stuff, so um, it was always a big deal in our house. And golf is the is the off-season activity now kind of get you through there's like seven courses near your house yeah I guess. yeah kimberly's a little tourist town um and we got tons we might have built too many golf courses because um <laughs> never they're not getting enough play probably yeah. especially midweek um weekends are busy um but midweek it's it's a golfer's paradise it's the the deals the prices are unreal because people really come for the weekends so during the week they need to get play so they have pretty amazing deals you can play in like 18 holes in three hours and do you have a registered handicap i do what is it you, you don't want to say uh, pretty good better than us huh are you scratch are <laughs> yeah. you scratch uh yeah he's a scratch golfer wow yeah. all right i'm never playing golf with you <laughs> you see you play in the golf tournament and everything and make everybody look bad every year when uh, you get back into town yeah it was it was fun this year i had a great group this year so um yeah it's always it's always fun it's funny i don't really uh I don't play golf at all once hockey starts. Um, I just don't have motivation to do it. Um, kind of focus turns solely to hockey. Yeah. Um, some guys can mix in some rounds throughout the year, like in the spring and fall. And um, for me, I just don't have interest in it. And then 
once the season ends, obviously that changes, and I get a good amount of rounds. So. You're clearly dedicated to hockey. There is absolutely no doubt about it. We've learned that over the years that you've been here. Utica Comets Insider with 94.9 K-Rock at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's a Captain Carter Banks with us. My name is Rain Man. Scoop is here. Let's go back to you. You are now a Utica Comet bobblehead. How does that feel? You've already autographed one of them here tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, it, it was cool. Um, I thought they did a really good job with it. Obviously, something I um, have never... You would have never imagined something yeah, like that Yeah, happening. exactly. It was. It kind of caught me off guard, but it was cool. And they were they're really good. They gave me a couple. I got a... That was my next question. A little, a little nephew, a couple nephews back home, and uh, just some local friends and... Um, that asked if they could get some, and they were kind enough to give me a couple. Um, and hey, it's something cool to have for sure. I, uh, like I said, you you'd never imagine or like dream about having a bobblehead, but it's it's definitely cool. I thought they did a good job with it too. I've been pushing for one for well since yours basically because the commercial that came out for the video that the comments put out and if everybody saw it was it Dr. Lavelle's office? Yeah. So you go there and they were performing dentistry on your actual bobblehead. Yeah. Did, did you have anything to do with the concept behind that, or they just kind of rolled with it, and you have a really good sense of humor? Yeah, no, I, I didn't have anything really to do with the concept, but, yeah, it was uh, the, the video about it was pretty funny, and I think it was a good one for a dentist to sponsor, seeing how I have no teeth. Uh, yeah. Well, not no teeth, but missing three. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was funny. It was good. You did the comments cast with Joe Roberts with The Voice, and I think you told the story of, of how you lost them. And Joe was describing it to me, and he was like, "Well, he was visibly distressed." Yeah, it was when you were was, telling the story. I mean, you got a you got a shot to the chop, so to speak. But we retell that story. It's the butt end of a stick, right? Because that, that man, that's that hurts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, that hurts. It it does. Uh, I got butt ended. Yeah, in the face. It was like my eighth game pro. Uh, I was a big tough defenseman. I used to play for Milwaukee, and I don't know. It was kind of sneaky. He kind of. Like, I cycled the puck, and he kind of just finished high, but the butt end of his stick was out and just hit me in the teeth. And uh, I actually had a mouth guard in, but they came, like, clean out and, like, fell out of the mouth guard. And, yeah, we were kind of in my mouth or whatever, and just kind of wow. went back to the bench and spat them out. And, Here, take these. And, and, yeah. just, and just kept playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just that's the, the best. That is absolutely just Did you ever uh, get the opportunity to extract some payback for that? Uh, well, that particular gentleman. It was challenging because he was about six foot five, 240 pounds, uh-huh. and made a living fighting. So <laughs> I don't think if, if I would have tried to get, I mean, obviously got to finish some checks on him and stuff, but. I wasn't dropping the gloves with right, him, and then right. I would have been missing more teeth. Yep, so yep, it was go. probably a wise decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carter Banks, the captain of the Utica Comets, nice enough uh, to join us tonight on Utica Comets Insider. It is 94.9 K-Rock. You started your pro career in Abbotsford, yep. and the Utica Comets just recently re-signed a six-year deal with a couple of opt-outs with the Vancouver Canucks, extending the relationship that I think has been fantastic, and I'm sure you'd probably agree. Uh, but what are some of the differences between Abbotsford and Utica, and are you glad it's here, or what do you? Th- what is your breakdown of, for example, it being here? You hear about with the travel, there's more practice days. However, in Abbotsford, it's closer to Vancouver. Yeah. So there's pros and cons both ways, and you be as diplomatic as you need to be or want to be. But go ahead. I'd love yeah, to hear what you think. For sure, it's it's kind of funny because that was the other place. We hear the rumors and that we were rumored to be moving and um i I enjoyed my time in abbotsford but um 
like I think the one year we spent 92 days in hotels. Yeah. Um, every time you're traveling, you don't practice that day. A lot of times, say, you played Friday, Saturday, you fly home Sunday. It's a long day. We're not chartering planes. We're sitting in airports. We got delays. Um, we got everything that, that you'd... It's, it's hard to move 30 people. Yeah. So if, if there is a delay and you get bumped to another flight, well, they might only be able to get five guys on that flight, and then you got to wait for another flight. So the travel is a little bit hectic. Um, missed out on a lot of practice days. You might not skate that travel day, and you might not skate the next day, just time change and everything. And uh, you miss out on a lot of that stuff. And um, I think they made a really good choice. I think everyone's really seen um, how well this community has treated us here. I think management's paid attention to that. Um, our travel's great here. Our fans are unbelievable. Um, and, and you get a lot more practice time, which is what you'd want with your younger prospects. Um, time on the ice. Um, I think the one year they did the math on it, we missed out on like 40 practice days that other teams would have had. So yeah. stuff like that makes it, uh, makes it challenging to develop prospects. I mean, it is close to Vancouver. That, that would be an argument as well. But uh, I think they made a really good choice. Um, this city's been first class to us from the get-go, and we're very happy to be here. Everybody's very happy to have you here as well. And you're a veteran now, and your mentorship role, you brought up some of the young guys Every single one scoop. Well, that was my next question. I want you to to talk to this because everybody says it to us. We always hear about your grit and your hustle and and Wasey as well and how that is something that everybody on the team looks to. It's like you're the heartbeat of the team. And as such, you're the captain. How do you... What does that role of captain mean to you and... I don't know. You probably don't sit around and think about how you're revered by your teammates. But you do set a tone for the entire team. And let me just interject. You've you've been given the C different portions in your career, too. It's not just here for the last three or four years. So it's something that your character is recognized wherever you've been in hockey. So go ahead. Yeah, it's it's obviously a huge honor, especially to be um, captain of a team of... uh, in such a proud city um, that are so passionate about their hockey fans and the way the community's treated me. And um, the guys in our dressing room are, our young guys are all unbelievable kids and they have taken huge strides this year. I think everyone can see it, um, improved a ton on their game. And I just, I mean, it's just how I've kind of been raised. I've always um, played hard and tried to compete. I mean, I might not score the more goals or anything, but the reason I've kind of continued to get a job is because, uh, I, 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 number one, I love the game, and I try to play with as much passion and work ethic as I can every single night. Um, I try to lead by example. I think you have to lead by example before you can be a voice. You have to earn everyone's respect. Um, and then once you have that, um, it's, it's a lot easier to be a voice and um, speak up when you need to. And uh, it's been a learning process for me, for sure. Um, I'm getting much more comfortable with it every year. Um, this is, I think, uh, my third year yeah. um, as captain, and uh, um, it's it's a it's a role I've become a lot more comfortable in. And um, you kind of second guess yourself when it's your first year, especially having such great leaders that we did in Cal O'Reilly and Alex Biega. And, yeah, um, those are pretty uh, remarkable guys, and you you kind of you got to find your own way to lead. And uh, I'm kind of comfortable with that now. I found that and. Uh, I just really enjoy working with our group every day and uh, competing and trying to get better. Speak on the transition that guys have to make from junior to the AHL. It is a considerable leap. You've done it, but you're also now trying to mentor guys who are trying to figure that out. What are some of the things you try to impress upon them? 
Yeah, it's it's hard. The the one thing I'd say for sure um, that this is from my experience. Um, when I played junior, my say I played my overage year, which not all these young kids did. Some of them are here at twenty. Um, but when I was twenty, there were some nights where I could get a couple points on the board and maybe not be my best and uh, just kind of get through the game. And in pro hockey, that's just not an option. You have to be ready to go every night. You have to be solid. Um, there's so many good players, good teams in the league. Um, and I think the biggest thing is consistency because a lot of these guys were so good in junior. Um, they didn't have to be great every night. I'm not saying that you have to be great every night, but you have to find a way to be good every night. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a big thing. If you Some days, the nature of the business, we play a lot of hockey games. You're not going to have the best energy you've had all year. But you got to find a way to contribute, find a way to help your team win um, in whatever way that may be. And it, one night it might be scoring a goal, but one night it might be blocking a couple shots and uh, just got to find a way to contribute to the team's success. We were, uh, originally supposed, we were originally supposed to have Cole in here tonight, and he's a guy that comes to mind based on what we've been talking about, where you could see a confidence develop. And, and then I've read some stuff, some, some interviews that he's done where he's, he said, whoa, it, it's a completely different game from he scored a ton before yeah. he got here. Uh, but he's seeing that there's a lot of guys that can do that. And guys are bigger and stronger and faster. But he's made a lot of progress this year. And you could definitely see the confidence in his game. And I don't know if it's who he's been paired up with. Uh, Jonah Gadjevich is another one that comes to mind where you can see, uh, you know, Cole had an injury earlier in the year. Jonah had a hard time cracking the lineup. Now he seems to be a mainstay. They've, they've worked. And the, the details is, is something we talked about with Jonah when he was here. It, but he's he's worked hard. He's he's practiced and he's taken the coaching. And you can see extra the, time with Ryan Johnson. We've heard about. Yeah, I think they're both twenty twenty one years old, and you can definitely see the progress in their game. Zach McEwen's another one from last year to where he is now. Oh yeah. Speak about some of those guys. You know what? We've got to take a break. Let's hold that thought. We'll have Carter speak about that when we get back from our break, and maybe add a few other names and some things you've observed. Captain Carter Banks with us on Utica Comets Insider at the 72 Tavern and Grill. Scoop and Rain here with 94.9 K-Rock. Utica Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill, it's Rain Man and Scoop. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. On 94.9 K-Rock. K-Rock. Brought to you by Labatt Blue, Slocum Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. You can hear us on the K-Rock app, of course. You can stream krock.com. Ask Alexa to enable the K-Rock Utica skill. And if you missed any of our conversations so far with Carter Banks, we'll have it posted later. Google, iTunes, all the social media, at krockcny on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram stories as well. And speaking with the captain... Carter Banks here at 72 Tavern and Grill for another packed night with 10-cent wings. Man, does this place smell good, Rain. And you were teasing a question before we went to break. Yeah, before we went to break, we were were basically asking Carter to comment on the progression of some of the young guys. The obvious one would be Zach McEwen, who's now even four or five games up in Vancouver. But the guys like Cole Lind, who have had a little bit slower go and injury leading to getting more playing time and gaining confidence and just growing as a is player. Is Cole even 21 yet? I think he's still 20. And then Jonah Gadjevich is another one. I believe he's still 20. We just spoke to him a couple weeks ago. And there's some other guys. If any other names pop to mind for you, Carter, uh, speak on that for us. Yeah, no, they're uh, they're great kids. And they uh, you can see, like you guys talked about, um, just how much more consistent they're being um, night to night, shift to shift. 
um, kind of understanding what's expected of them. Um, like I mentioned earlier, in junior, you can kind of get away with some shortcuts, and um, they're all were elite players, put up a ton of points in their Western League OHL. Yeah. Um, Q um, was in the Q in the Quebec Major League. Um, but just uh, their, their details and the consistency that they're playing with night in and night out. Um, Jonah's come a long, long ways. He's playing hard. Um, he's play, added a lot of grit to his game, and uh, um, he's, he's trying to make his mark kind of through that. And um, through that, he's kind of creating some more offense for himself now. Um, Coles, obviously, was an exceptional player in the Western League. scored a ton of points. And um, you can just see with how hard he's competing now um, that, that he's bought in and kind of figured it out. Not that he wasn't bought in. It was just it's a big change. Um, when I made a jump from junior, it's you go from being – arguably the strongest guy in the league not that i was ever huge but i felt strong in battles to you kind of get tossed around a bit you got to kind of figure out how how to use your size how to use your speed um and i think they've done a great job of that zach McEwen's a prime example um he's been phenomenal for us this year um if you see where he was at the start of last year to where he's come yeah um it has been huge jumps he's rewarded with some games in vancouver which i was super happy for him um i thought he really earned it um, he, he, he does everything right. He competes like a dog, and um, he's, uh, he's a phenomenal player, and he's come a long way. So it's, it's cool to, to see, for, for everyone to see that. If you, if you do it right, they, those guys spend a lot of time after practice working on their game. Um, you do everything right, you're going to get rewarded, and that was the case with Zach. Yeah, they talk about, and, and Scoop, you can, you can uh, back me up on this, but they talked about the coaching staff beyond Coach Call, Ags and, and Kinger and those guys, and always being willing to stay late and, and get that work in done whether it's on the ice or even sometimes helping do some extra video work and things like that I, I've, I've noticed that everybody talks about how great the coaching staff is here yeah definitely they've been awesome um they they give they work uh spend a lot of time with those young guys developing them and and turning them into really good pros and i think they've done a great job i think evidence is through the ice like you said with zach McEwen, uh, lindy um gadgy and then jazzy like guys these guys have come a long ways and um, our, our coaching staff uh, deserves a ton of credit for that. Let's talk about where the team is at. You had, you know, a stretch of where you were you were coming back. You were, you would be down two goals, three goals, coming back, winning games. Now we're on a stretch where some games you, you seem to outplay opponents, and but the, the goals aren't going in. You don't get the wins. You got a tough game coming up Wednesday against Rochester. What is uh, Coach Call saying to you? Stay the course, do the little details. I mean, it's this is this is the time of the season where you got to get wins. You had Belleville on a tear uh, until they ran into Cleveland over the yeah, weekend, yeah. Uh, hot on your heels, tied at sixty-seven points. Both of you guys in in fourth place in the league. I mean, that's the last playoff spot. So you, you obviously you want the playoffs, and that's on everybody's minds. But you got to take care of each game as they come along. Definitely. Um, and and just the mood around our dressing room um we we've lost we lost all three games last week um i thought our last game especially in in laval uh, was one of the best hockey games we played our team competed and and played well for 60 minutes we gave up a couple quick goals and it was extremely disappointing because you could tell how invested every guy was in that game and how hungry we were to win and it's it's a funny game sometimes when you go on these win streaks you can have bad efforts and you come out winning and you leave the rink and you're kind of wondering like well that was we kind of got away with one there and then when sometimes when things aren't going great you can do everything right you can compete hard for 60 minutes you can play great as a team and 
come up short. And, uh, yeah, it's we're kind of moving on from that. We talked about that today. I thought our last effort was uh, a great effort from, from 20 guys. Um, so it's something we can build on. And uh, obviously we have a huge test going into Rochester. They're a really good hockey team. And uh, I can tell you our team's going to be hungry. We... Uh, the mood in the team, everyone's everyone's excited, and it's a the couple time of, of year. frustrating games with those guys. The last time you met, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, and they're a good team, and uh, it's always tough going in their building. So we'll be ready. Breakdown, and I'm not building in an excuse for the losses or anything like that. And I know you guys won't make them at the end of the day, but break down the quickly the travel that you guys have dealt with in the last couple of days just to play a few hockey games and then get back home to your own bed and maybe get a day off and catch your breath a little bit. It's, it's truly remarkable. And I th- we, go, we go about our days. We're like, oh, the Comets have a, a game at 7 o'clock on Friday and at 7 o'clock on Saturday. You don't understand what happens in between sometimes as a fan. We're running to the grocery store, taking care of our kids, waiting. Is it 7 o'clock yet? You guys are on buses. You're getting in late. You're not getting sleep. You're eating off schedule. All those little things, they can wear on you. You don't realize it, but they do over the course of a season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it does. It's something uh, I've been at it a while. You kind of get used to. Sure. Um, but yeah, for example, we played in Syracuse Friday, and then we hopped on a bus to Laval, and it's about four and a half hours. And um, you, you get in at about 2.30, kind of settle into bed around 3 and uh, try to get some sleep, get up, have breakfast, and um, obviously we have the luxury of having a pregame nap and stuff with a 7 o'clock game. And, sure. And, uh, um, it's, 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 it's not an excuse. It's something that we're pretty used to, but it, it takes its toll. Um, we played really hard there Saturday night, and we got home. We lost that hour coming home, and it's about five hours back, so we got in early Sunday morning, and um, then it just kicks into trying to get your body refueled for Wednesday. You got to try to catch some sleep. You might have to try to catch some sleep through some naps throughout Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Um, kind of get caught up on it and start fueling your body with the right right foods and everything. And uh, it's uh, it's nice because it wasn't like we were turning around playing Monday, but uh, kind of got to take advantage of these couple days to to get your body back feeling good. It is. I don't know if you flipped on social media at all today, Carter. It is National Nap Day. Scoop, I don't know if you yep, caught that. Yep. Uh, apparently, this is the day that you make up the hour or whatever with the spring ahead or the daylight savings time. If it had affected you, some people, it affects a little bit more than others. I wanted to make an observation, and, and, I'm, and I'm curious to hear your answer. Uh, doing the in-game hosting, I noticed that in between periods when the team collects in the hallway before they make their way back onto the ice, the very first person that is out there is always you. You are always there first, and I, I don't know what you're thinking about. Is I that superstition, maybe? I don't or know. is that just deference to you as the captain? I don't know what's in your head, but you are there first. I don't know if it's being the, yeah, being the captain, being there for your teammates, what your reasons are. And I don't know if it's been that way every year you've been here or since you've taken the captaincy. But I respect that. He's, you're always there, the first one to engage the guys before you go back out to battle, basically. Yeah, it's, it's a combination of things. It's, um, ever since I was junior, I wore a C in junior. Um, kind of want to be out there and look the guy in the eye and like, let him know you're ready to go. And we, we do our fist bumps or whatever. And, yeah. Um, I'm actually very structured. I'll, I'll basically be to the second there at the exact same time uh, every game. Um, so got, there's a bit of that, too. Routine. I was wondering. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just I've, I've always wanted to be out there and, uh, um, like you said, be able to look your buddy in the eye and get him fired up and let him know we're, we're ready to go here. And uh, there's, I mean, I could tell you basically, well, I'm not going to, but yeah, yeah. what order every guy's going to come out in because I, I, I'm there and then I kind of 
some guys come out like when Ashton Sautner's down here early he's out there early with me too I've but, noticed uh, that too um, yeah and uh, Cam's out there early a lot yeah Boosh yeah. is out there early a lot yeah and it's for me it's a lot of I mean I I've been at it a while, but I still get a lot of nerves, and I don't like to be sitting down. I like to kind of be standing, walking around. I was wondering um, if there was an that. energy aspect of it, yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. Kind of get moving a little bit. and uh, Yeah, a combination of all three of those, I guess. Um, nerves and excitement and uh, wanting to be out there with your teammates, kind of getting the guys fired up, and a little bit of superstition, too. So Yeah, that works. A little bit of everything. It, it's, just, it's, it's very impressive how regimented you are, and I just, I've noticed that. And I'm like, that is a captain leading his team out to play. It, that the energy you have to get for when the puck drops at seven o'clock has to be maintained throughout the the breaks, the lulls in between periods, or if you've got to stop and let a guy like me ask you a couple of stupid <laughs> questions or or whatever it is, Scoop. It, it's just it's fascinating to see behind the curtain a little bit. I think the ritual of it too. Uh, I'm interested in because you know there's some guys who. They want to be the last guy to leave yep. the ice at, at practice or even, you know, at the end of the game. You know, guys have these little it's it's ritual. It's superstition, maybe a little bit, you know, uh, but it, it's also what, what they're used to. And they don't want to deviate from that pattern that they've they think works for them. You know, I Zach, think I'm fascinated. Zach it. has the little juggling thing he seems to do in, in warm ups every game. It, it, what is, is there any weird ones that you've ever noticed the guys do? Um, or even like a former teammate. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I played not not here, but I played with a couple weird goalies. We had a goalie in Abbotsford that used to cold tub between every period. Wow. He'd take everything off but his skates, and he'd submerge right to his neck in the cold tub. Wow! And like, I can't even get below my belly button like after a game. But yeah. he did it like during the game. He was having a lot of issues. Goalie sweat a lot. He was losing up to like eight pounds a day or a game in hydration. So he found out that if he did that, he was only losing about two pounds. Something he did, that was very strange because you'd be looking for your starting goalie between periods and you'd go find him laying in a cold tub. But yeah, that would, that would definitely be a little wow. bit strange. That was, and to take all your gear off like completely. They got a lot of gear. Yeah. It's a little bit, a little bit different. That's a, a, a large amount of effort just to get into the tub. Yeah. Utica Comets Insider at the 72 Tavern and Grill here with 94.9 K-Rec. Now, we're up against a break, but we're never on time, so I'm going to wrap one final question up for Carter Banks, and they're all going to laugh at me uh, behind the scenes once we get off the air. But I just wanted to ask about having Guillaume Breezy and Sots up in Vancouver. You know, Blue is out for a little while. Have you noticed that the back end is lacking a little bit right now? Has that been a battle that the team has had? Has that had anything to do with... Because we also noticed... He's not going to make any excuses. Oh, I know he's not. No, he's not going to. And I know he's going to give us a great answer, and I expect that. Also, has the transitioning on defense led to maybe getting rhythm a little bit later in games? Because it's been... I think it's nine straight we haven't scored a goal in the first period. We, like until I'm on the, the ice. Until Laval, I think. But, but are those things you guys notice, or, or am I just, you know, pulling stuff out of my butt? I mean... Obviously, anytime you lose guys to the NHL, those are good guys in your lineup. Sure. And, um, you're definitely going to miss them. Um, and Blue's played. He's an unbelievable defenseman for us. And um, Yeah, definitely. But the guys that have stepped in have done an unbelievable job, and they've been, they've been playing really well. We've had different guys step into bigger roles. Um, and we're, we, we, it's the American Hockey League. You kind of have to be used to that. Next and, man up. Um, you got to, yeah, next man up, and you got to find a way to get the job done. Yeah. And 
obviously our, our record wouldn't show that, but the way those guys have competed and stepped in and the energy they brought, they've done a great job. And uh, I'm really, uh, really proud of some of those young guys that have come in here and, and the minutes they've been able to play and the contributions they've been able to make. Um, obviously, like I said, uh, our, our record hasn't shown the last four games, but I thought Wednesday at home against Syracuse, we played a really, really good hockey game. That's a great hockey team we yeah. held to about 20 shots on goal. and uh, You had them on their heels, too. Yeah, yeah, and we were pushing hard in the third, and we had, we had a lot of good looks to, to tie that game up, and our game in Laval uh, fought really hard again, and uh, the, the, the guys that have stepped in have played great, and um, it's 20 guys always committed, so uh, us as forwards got to help the D all the time, and they got to help us out, so it's... Uh, um, they, they've done a great job. That's all. Yeah. That's called owning it. That's called backing up your teammates. That's uh, the answer that a captain gives. That's why we respect it, and that's why we appreciate the time. Carter Banks, captain of Utica Comets, thanks for the time tonight. Thank you very much for having me. Utica Thank Comets. You so much. Utica Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock at the 72 Tavern and Grill will return in just a minute. Utica. Let's do that hockey. Utica Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. And now our Comets Insider grind line with Rain Man the Rocket, Scoop the Cement Head, and play-by-play voice Joe Cujo Roberts. Happy to have the voice of Utica Comets, Joe Roberts on the line. Is your sleep messed up, Joe, with uh, daylight savings time? And as we just heard from Carter, the return to your own bed at, what, 5.30 in the morning after the trip up to Laval? Yeah, was, uh, there's nothing pleasant about those nights. Um, you know, you kind of ride on the bus and you try to fall asleep and you get to the border and then you have to wake up and then you try to go back to sleep and you lose an hour in the process and yeah, all of a sudden it was 5.30 and uh, when the morning came the next day it was a little tired, a little groggy, but nothing, uh, some coffee and, and you can see the SC camp fix. Joe, I am astounded by uh, the video you did with Zach McEwen you take a bite out of a potato. You got him to take a bite out of a potato. Uh, dude, I, all props to you for doing that. I don't know how you, you soldiered through that, my man. That's not, um, yeah, that doesn't so, taste good. No, it was terrible. <laughs> That's not the way to have uh, a potato. It was terrible. It was very, very bad. There's a reason that they get baked or mashed or prepared any other way besides raw um, and you said that I made him eat it. I don't know. It seemed like he did it kind of under his own accord. Uh, I was impressed. He literally said, I'm not eating that potato and took a big bite out of it. So I think he was kind of curious about it. I- I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, everything's always better when you have a willing participant. And Zach's a great kid. He's got a great personality on him. And I think he likes showing some of that personality. And I think people would really uh, appreciate getting to know him a little bit better, and that's kind of what we were trying to do. So we should have that full video coming out soon. But in the meantime, that little teaser was fun. Wow, Joe! Wow, I mean, th- th- that grabbed my attention. That's for sure. I was like, "Oh man, they're they're biting into a raw potato." Yeah, Joe gets uh, coffee with oh. the comet in a car, and they film it in a la Jerry Seinfeld, and, and it's pretty good stuff. Uh, referencing the potatoes, by the way. Uh, you had to hear the earlier Comets cast that Zach McEwen did with Joe Roberts. It's out there, easy to find online, I'm sure. What is the current Comets cast? Where have we laid off with that, Joe? Or left off with that? Uh, you know me. what? We're, uh, we're, we're doing some recording tomorrow. Uh, you know, we're, we're still trying to figure out who our guest is going to be, but I'm sure it's going to be someone good. And 
um, you know, someone whose uh, story they'll will get to share or try to share, and um, you know, sort of introduce someone on a whole different level to the fan base. So uh, they're they're always exciting to sit down. You know, the guys are usually shocked to kind of take the headset off when we're done, and they go, "Oh, that was actually pretty fun." Um, so I mean, I think we're doing something right on some levels. So uh, we'll have we'll have a good one for you coming out this week. So your takeaways from the weekend, uh, a tough night in Syracuse and a, and a long trip to Laval, and how the team needs points now. It's the time of season where you need every point you can get. Uh, the state of the team as, as you see it right now and how they're playing. Um, you know, it's, it's guys who need to find ways to step up and keep the team competitive. Um, you know, it's easy to say, look at what you're dealing with on paper with guys, you know, throughout the course of the season, you've seen trades, Archibald, Carcone, um, Dolan, and you have the, the long-term injuries. And, um, you know, it's just on paper, there's reasons for people to believe that it's uh, panic mode in Utica, uh, but I don't think that's the case. Ultimately, um, the Comets are still in pretty much control of their destiny. Um, you know, with the Belleville win today in Toronto, Utica's actually in fifth, uh, so on the outside looking in, but it's just, it's airtight. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to have three teams that are going to be battling for that four spot between uh, us, Belleville, and and Cleveland. So um, every team is going to have to do the same thing. If they want to make it in, they just need to, uh, you know, bear down and, and figure it out and do your job and do it well. And, um, you know, there's no reason for me, me to believe that this team isn't capable of doing that. So um, if you see that little red panic button on your desk or wherever you hide yours, don't press it yet. Um, you know, resist the temptation because there's still plenty of time for things to uh, shake out over the course of the last few weeks of the regular season. And I fully anticipate that whatever happens, this team is going to do it swinging and battling the whole way through. So obviously a tough week getting shut out in Syracuse. Uh, it's a tough place to play. They can hop on you early in Syracuse, and when they do, it's a tough place to come back. And then, um, obviously, you know, you give up four unanswered to Laval in Saturday's game during the third period. Um, obviously, that's just a lapse. That's something that can't happen, and I think everybody in the locker room knows that. So consider that an outlier uh, over the course of a 76-game season and turn the page to a new work week and get the job done. Do you think, I want to ask, I want to ask you, Joe, the same thing I asked Carter. He answered it uh, the way a captain should by, you know, pumping up his teammates and things like that. But we were we were wondering and inquiring with, you know, Breezy being up and with Sots being up and, and Blue just has been her and just some of the issues they've had to bring guys on, bring Anselmini up. Are, are there a few guys still getting up to speed maybe on defense or is that not an excuse? Uh, I don't think that's an excuse. You know, guys are on AHL contracts for this exact reason. Uh, Brandon Anselmini is on an AHL contract playing in Kalamazoo like Reed Gardner and Kyle Thomas were for this exact reason. And the reason is you come up to the American Hockey League and you fill in and you do a job and you do it darn well. Um, this isn't just guys that the team is taking flyers on. I mean, they're they're guys that for good reason are under AHL deals for this reason exactly. So, um, you know, there's, there's, like I said, there's a lot of reasons to 
say that you could build in the excuses, but, um, you know, ultimately people are responsible to pull their weight. And as I keep saying, you know, do their job. And, and there's a reason that those guys are on paper to be AHL guys. Um, you know, ultimately it's a numbers game and they have to play somewhere. So a lot of the season that was in Kalamazoo, the whole purpose of that is to make sure that you can bring guys up and seamlessly allow them to uh, transition to the American Hockey League. So, uh, you know, you got to step up. Where's that killer instinct? Uh, and, and they have it. Joe, thank you for the hard work that you do behind the scenes to get it together for us. Uh, of course, we had Cole Lind and things happen. We ended up with the Captain Carter Banks. That's due to you putting in the time to get that done for us. We appreciate it. Have a great rest of your night. That's the voice of the Utica Comets, Joe Roberts. Utica Comets insider from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 10 Cent Wing Night Scoop. We're going to come back. Tell him who with. With the man, Corey Hergott from Canucks Army, and we're going to get his perspective on how things are shaping up towards the end of the season here for our Utica Comets. And that's next on 94.9 K-Rock. These guys have been known to chirp at the refs. Here's Rain Man and Scoop on Comets Insider. Yeah, I've done that a time or two. It's brought to you by Labatt Blue, Slocum Dixon, Pathfinder Bank. Special thanks to... Carter Banks, who joined us earlier. You can hear that, of course, podcasted. If you missed that, we'll have it up on all the social media later on. And, and we've got one of our favorite guests lined up for you right now. Corey Hergott from Canucks Army, who has watched every second of every Utica Comets game, covering the team for his uh, fan base in Vancouver and across the world, because the folks in Vancouver want to know what's happening with the young players that are being developed here in the A in Utica. And Corey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on again, fellas. How are we doing tonight? Well, we're doing all right. We'd feel a little better if we got more than one win in our last eight. What? Tell us what you're seeing, Corey. I mean, we've kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, with Jean Brisebois up top and, and, and Sots up top, that there are some big shoes to make, big skates to fill, perhaps. Uh, but that's what these players have to do. What are you seeing, Corey? Well, yeah, I mean, certainly it would be a, a, a different look if if uh, Sautner, Shen, and Breezebois were still, you know, down with the Comets, and if uh, Ole Ulevi were still, you know, clicking away and, and not injured. Uh, but it's an AHL team, and, and that's the, the way the, the ball bounces sometimes. And, uh, you know, from what we saw out of this coaching staff last year, they had, they had a pretty good... Uh, pretty good way of getting everybody on this team to pull on the same end of the rope and uh, whether that's you know guys here on PTOs or if that's guys that were identified as uh, uh, people that they could bring in to call up uh, on AHL deals like Brandon Reed and Kyle Thomas uh, and guys like that I mean that it's handy to have those guys uh, there and and it's just going to have to be one of those things where the team's going to really have to get uh, their their special teams going. I think that's a big issue right now. And, uh, you know, they're putting up their, their share of shots, but they're not creating uh, the quality of chances that they need to, to get those goals out of those shots. Yeah, that's, that's really what it boils down to. Uh, we were talking about that off the air previously. I, I'm also curious what you think, because I've seen some talk to this effect, you know, on the uh, the NHL level, and you hear about it in the NBA as well, the idea of tanking for a draft pick. Well, how do you feel about that? It, to me, I, I, I have a hard time stomaching that. Me too. 
Well, I think I think the big thing, and and uh, I think it's really the the, the wording. Uh, nobody likes to use the, the word tank. I mean, that's uh, that's not a great <laughs> a great way to describe how you want to finish your season out. I, I think uh, for some fans, uh, specifically in Vancouver, it's it's not that they really want to see their team losing games. It's it's a matter of of the management group sort of. Uh, uh, doing a better job, maybe, of managing their assets, uh, getting, uh, moving out older players who maybe don't fit the program going forward, and, and turning those older players into younger players or draft picks that they can turn into pieces down the road. Uh, I think anybody that expects a coaching staff or a hockey player or any athlete to intentionally lose games, I, I, I just I don't think that's a realistic scenario whatsoever. Real, uh, excuse me, Utica Comets Insider 94.9 K-Rock with Canucks Army. Three things were trying to come out of my mouth at the same time. Corey Hergot joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Corey Hergot, H-E-R-G-O-T-T. If you are a Comets fan, we recommend every week that you make sure you do so. Like Scoop said, he watches every minute of every game. So with the loss in Lavelle and the two in the past week to Syracuse, accentuate a couple of positives that you might have seen on the ice some some good things that are happening because obviously when you haven't scored in nine straight games in the first period or you've won one game out of your last eight i believe it is there are some issues that need to be cleaned up but what are some of the things or some of the players that you're noticing some good things with well, I noticed the same thing out of Lucas Yashik that I noticed out of him uh, anytime he's on the ice. I, that kid, uh, he works and works and works. Uh, if he doesn't have the puck, he wants the puck, and he's doing everything he can to get it back. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of play away from the puck uh, is what kind of, I think, sets him apart a little bit uh, as a player who maybe he maybe if the offense isn't there for him, he's still very effective Um you know, in, in a bottom end of the lineup role, it was nice to see him grab a point uh, in these last couple of games here because uh, it had been a while for him. Uh, I've really liked what I've seen out of Cole Lynn lately. Uh, I really, really enjoyed how his game has come along in the last uh, month and a bit here. Um, his points aren't always there for him, but his game is uh, is certainly picking up and he's certainly... Uh, engaged from start to finish on his shifts uh i'm seeing some really nice plays coming off of his stick as well uh jonah gadjevich is really starting to uh to make a, a bit of a his presence felt on the ice when he's out on the ice in, in games uh he, he's bringing a little bit of that bully sort of uh of uh, mentality out there he's kind of pushing guys around a little bit which i think is important for his game and he's another guy that's been dishing some really nice passes too so there's been some uh, some positives for sure. Uh, you don't like to see the team lose a, a big string of games, but we've also seen this team uh, do the complete opposite of that and, and go on a good run of games as well. So uh, I think we're I'm hoping we're right around the corner from that happening for them. Utica comments insider seventy two Tavern and Grill ten cent wings till nine o'clock tonight. Scoop and Rain are here. This is every Monday, of course. We have Corey Hergot with Canucks Army on the line with us. Yeah, I'm sure you listened to the Carter Banks portion of tonight, the first couple of segments in our interview with him, the captain, of course. Takeaways from that, just in general, you can see why Carter is the captain of this team, but what are, you, what are your thoughts, or what were they as you were listening to him, Corey? 
Well, it's just really good to hear him talking about the way, uh, you know, when he came into the league and, and he kind of had to learn how to be a pro and, uh, you know, he, he's kind of bringing that along with the young guys that are sort of under his wing now in Utica and helping them learn the ropes. I really thought it was interesting to hear him talk about his experience of uh, playing in the American Hockey League uh, in Abbotsford and, and uh, the difference that meant for, for him as far as practice time and uh you know, time on the road and that sort of a thing. So that kind of brings back a little bit more of, of how important it is uh, to have the team where it is uh, in Utica right now. And, uh, you know, if, if things were a little different back then, there weren't as many teams in, in the Pacific Division as there are now or in the West, I guess. But, uh, um, you know, that might change down the road. It's hard to say. But knowing how he felt about that time, uh, it just kind of cements my opinion that Utica is just a really good place for this team right now. That's Corey Hergott with Canucks Army. Thanks to Joe Roberts. Thanks to the captain, Carter Banks. Uh, we will, of course, see you next Monday at 7 o'clock. The podcast will be up at KROC CNY on Facebook, Twitter, and in- Instagram stories. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. It'll also be available via our SoundCloud account. And there you have it. The last word always goes to Scoop on 94.9 KROC. Go Comets!